0: Good evening everyone. Welcome to Mastering the Storm, a Heroes of the Storm podcast on the anchor.fm platform. I'm your host, LDAP, and I'm joined by
1: Wenzeltron. So we're back with episode two. Hey, what is what do we want to call this one?
0: Let's see, well, last week was running it down. This with... week we are We had you know, it's funny when we came up with white mean for um on the uh, the Reddit, we came up with some clever uh some clever things about their, uh, how we did the user counts. Um, oh,
1: yeah, right, you have the different names on Reddit. Like the swinging hammers was URL, I believe.
0: Yes, so they they, they, they pride themselves on that. So uh, let me pull it up real quick. I don't really recall it right away. <laughs> so it's Scarlet Crusaders for all the users, and then it's burning in the light is for the active users. So. This is Burning ah, in the Light episode. So this episode is going to be Burning in the Light. That's what yeah, there
1: name. we go. That's a good name. I like that one. Because it's going to be... Basically, it's about going to have a week discussion about all the going-ons, either at the end of last week and then into the middle of this week, and then anything going forward, such as HGC Western Clash. And then we'll talk about a couple hero discussions with the reworked hero, plus the new hero, as we already talked about, and then the um, hero discussions... For this week as well.
0: Yeah, you know, um, one of the things I love about the Reddit, uh, here's the Storm Reddit, is they we do a banner for every hero release, and so.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize they added that. Uh, the little car bot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at it right now.
0: (laughs) And and what's interesting is um, we're getting better with the mobile platform, although the so the mobile platform like for the like the Android client and. Yeah, the app for the mm-hmm. visual Reddit. Um, we used to have just a standard image, and now it's starting to use the image that we use on the redesign. So, it, it looks a little funky if you're using the mobile app, the mobile Reddit app. Um, but the icon that we use looks really cool. It's that Scarlet, like kind of, Here's the Storm icons. Yep. And it, and every time they release a hero, they release one of those icons. So yeah, the,
1: the cool. heroes of the Storm uh, logos that are the hero themed.
0: Yeah, I I love those. They're they're awesome.
1: Oh, speaking so. of cool artwork, they had a, a one of the new Heroes of the Storm logos, as well, and it's like amazing looking. Let me grab it. Um, it's like the, the it says Heroes of the Storm, but it's themed in the Viper.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It
1: looks really neat. I I didn't see it until I was uh, I was I saw a, one of Grubby's videos have it there. I'm like, what?
0: That's cool. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that yeah neat so yeah um, you know this week we've been we you know reddit's in a transition uh, to the redesign I was oh, so like officially so like they have what?
1: to commit to it
0: well they, they're giving you a lot of flexibility some sites are opting out you actually have a setting probably on your account that says uh, use the redesign site by default or not
1: yeah mine's mine's um, been using the new one for a while now yeah
0: and I use the dark theme, so I don't get all the, like.
1: The oh yeah, I use the dark theme
0: for, too. <laughs> yeah, the default theme is just like too much cotton candy, and it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, and, I
1: try.
0: You know, and I, I actually pay for my, I, you know, I have a Reddit, you know, I give, I have a Reddit uh, gold account. Okay. Because, because uh, all the ads they sometimes put in there also gets rather annoying. So.
1: Yeah, I use a browser with ad blocker. So. Sorry, but
0: <laughs> not too much. I'm just through well, I'm paying for a server, so <laughs> yeah, that's fair so yeah, so uh, so we've been going through a bit, the redesign, and one of the things that changed this week um, is we added the uh, we we had fourteen rules for making posts on here's of the storm. Mm-hmm. So this week we um we went we put a meta post out, and we got feedback, and we reduced those. 14 uh, rules down to nine. So uh, that's making its way and it'll make its way to the redesign. So generally, what it is is um, the way users see these rules generally when their posts get removed. (laughs) That's what we refer to. (laughs) That's funny. But uh, yeah, there's, but it's good because, you know, as the admin, you know, I'm like, I'm always asked, so which rule do we apply for this if we're removing this post Mm -hmm. or actually this this comment? So it's good to have those consolidated. And I think one of the other things, because we had so many posts about reporting, um, it's also clarifying some of those uh, duplicate uh, posts that we see sometimes, uh, where people are constantly, you know, "Hey, my account got banned," you know, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we're trying to also address those those recurring themes or recurring posts. So this week, so yeah, it's interesting though. It's uh, it's you know, been a hundred days, so it's like you know, I've kind of. You know, there's the season uh, admins, you know, they, they're really good at helping me understand the, the culture and, you know, what's acceptable, what's not. And I now I feel like I can't use that excuse that I was new anymore. I have to, I, <laughs> yeah. I have to own it now.
1: Your, your 90 day grace period is up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I do I feel like, you know, um, I've made some contributions to the community, you know, with the hero discussions, the podcast discussion or review. And, yeah, actually, you got know, to- I. I good
1: i actually got a chance to read the most recent discussion which we'll get more to later but the, the the format is really there's a lot of information pushed forward to get the discussion moving which i think is really nice um because i think a lot of people just kind of like pick fluffy things about uh discussions like if the if it's just a regular user and it kind of turns i don't know it's just like it mostly stays negative right instead of constructive Right. So I think I think it's a really good format to to try and drive a, a, a productive discussion forward so that the devs can look at it and be like, okay, I see where we can make improve this, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's really kind of or just you know, get a
1: snapshot of the community.
0: Right. And it's really for the community to actually add the content. You know, the frameworks there to kind of structure the conversation, but it's really the community telling them what they they like, they don't like and such. Right. And, yeah, yeah and you know like this week we have rexar and rexar is not you know really a meta hero but it's an opportunity for people to discuss you know certain aspects of the hero that they want to see improved and that kind of things which mm-hmm. i like you know i think and what's interesting is we've covered about i don't know 50 of the heroes 55 so we're we're getting down to the, like the last 15 or so wow. but fortunately we've had a few new new releases so you know it won't be these all, all the heroes that no one plays anymore but <laughs> But, you know, in the same token, we're getting down to, like, the Arthuses and, you know, the you know, but there's still some good ones, like Jaina, and, you know, that's going to be coming up. So.
1: Yeah, there, there's always more.
0: <laughs> so how was your week so far? Have you been playing in the Um uh,
1: Yeah, so for the last half of the week, after we had our initial discussion, we were, basically, we talked a lot about mindset and how to, like, um, get yourself motivated to play Hero League and, like, clear your own head play for yourself that kind of stuff and so like just being able to discuss it on a level that another person could like you know understand it with me because a lot of my friends don't really play the heroes to any competitive level they just play for fun um and it's just not you know they just don't care as much as i do so you know if i were to say any of the stuff we talked about last week it didn't really it just kind of falls on deaf ears for the most part. But being able to talk about it was, like, almost a therapeutic experience because I was able to jump into Hero League, and I, like, had this, like, amazing win streak. I went from, like, a negative win rate to I think I'm still positive. Um, Let me double-check. I have the game open because I wanted to jump into try mode when we started talking about the new heroes. Uh, Right now I'm actually 10 for 10, so I'm at a 50%, but I was up at, like, 55% right after that. And it was just, I don't know, it just felt really nice to be able to kind of, like, clear myself and just be able to kind of jump in. And uh, kind of, I, I guess, reaffirm my my. Th- I'm ranked where I'm supposed to be, I guess. That's good. Um, this is
0: Hero League, right? You're playing all the yeah, Hero- Hero matches. Yeah, Hero
1: League. Cool. And then I, I just play team, or not team. I play team league sporadically, but I, I know. I normally just play. I was playing Hero League to try and uh, win, more or less, and then get into uh, a better, better mindset. Basically, it looks like there is some weird stuff where. There's only a lifetime selectable right now, which is weird. But
0: Oh, you have to go to yeah, you're right. So there's um the snapshot and then if you go to your um uh what is it? There's a setting where you can get all your seasons, but it it thinks. Oh it's really like you have your...
1: to turn it on in settings probably.
0: Uh no no no, no. it's not a setting in settings, it's a, a view within here is the storm. Oh really? Yeah. Um let me see. That's dead crazy. air, dead air. We shouldn't have dead air.
1: <laughs> we shouldn't. Um, okay, well, I'll figure that out later. It's no big deal.
0: But so, one of the things people have been complaining about is that previously you could look at, like, if you're in your league and you're um, in the draft and you wanted to see someone else's uh, you know, season, um, yeah, what right- would happen? Is right clicking you
1: could, versus. You could,
0: you could um yeah, you could uh right click on them and you could see their season stuff. Now you can only see their lifetime achievements kinda. Of. And you can yeah. filter them but you can't see their seasonal.
1: Yeah, I liked so. I liked having the seasonal option before. And now that I can't see it my own I'm kinda I'm a little I'm a little bummed out because I, I like to just view the stats from like a global perspective, like, okay, what was I playing like a season ago? Like how is the meta shift? You know, like that kind of stuff.
0: So if you right-click and look at your profile, yeah. on the main profile screen, there's the option just right there, lifetime and game type. Lifetime you can choose in what season. Yeah, mine, mine only season.
1: says lifetime right now. I don't have any more selectable deals.
0: You might have to re- reboot your client or something. Because I think some people had some problems with that and they had really? to relaunch I mean, the client. Or... Yeah. Let me now, check. not under statistics, under summary. Yeah. So on So profile, summary. Then you have the, the the option is to drop down. You should be able to see all the seasonal stuff, and then game types you can filter now. Yeah. But under but under statistics, you can only get well. No, statistics shows it to you now too. All right, cool. And then um, statistics does the same thing. I think they've kind of been messing around with this or something. Yeah, it seems like they're so. trying
1: to to do some work. And then the other one uh, we saw was the the this is kind of in the patch note side of things, but you can now reply to people. Who whispered you? Even though they had the player, does not respond to people who are not friends. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I because that was a, a really big sticking point for a lot of players who were um, professional or in higher linked ranked uh, where they would get whispered by somebody and then they're like, well, I can't respond to this guy. Which is a little yeah, was a little annoying. I'm...
0: Yeah, it was annoying. I think the, yeah, but there's, there's still like a okay. Yeah, uh, I just rebooted
1: of... and it's there now. Yeah, there you go. Told you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Reboots are magical.
1: Yeah. I The world of IT, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, this is really neat now because now it tells me my most played per season instead of just lifetime most played.
0: Right. Oh, and then really you know, I always like to filter on most wins as, you know, because it always puts highest win rate. But um, mm-hmm. that's okay. But if you play one game and you have 100%, so I always give most wins. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Uh, and just so, so everyone knows, to, re- to kind of end that tangent, my most or my most expensive hero right now is Dahaka. I am four and, I believe, two with him. Uh, four and one. So five games with Dahaka, most played. 80% win rate. There's, if you know anything about Dahaka, you could probably understand why he's so strong. Yes. <laughs> Global heroes. So people...
0: <laughs> so there's been some discussions about carrying, right? Because so, what you yes. have to do when you're... What heroes can you carry with? And I think last season people felt that they could carry with supports. in Yeah. Low ranks. Um, this season, I don't think you can. You know, I think you have to be playing um, a main mm. tank role.
1: It's either between role. main tank, but main tank's been kind of neutered since Diablo's been nerfed because he was kind of like the carry tank prior to his rework.
0: Well, I think that's the, it's either that or a DPS, you know, just.
1: Genji, you know, Tracer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, people that shut things down. Yeah, but I, but I've been playing a lot. Of, my my biggest you know uh, hero this season has been Rhaegar. I've played over two hundred games and I've had about wow two hundred I mean, games.
1: That's crazy.
0: <laughs> i have about eighty four on Rhaegar and I'm fifty percent. So.
1: Wow, so so well, just to kind of build on that Rhaegar point, the reason so this is kind of like what I was thinking about White Main, right? What what's the distinction between? a main healer and a utility healer, like say Tyrande or Medivh. Um Yeah. And so what they've been saying was white main is, is a main healer. One, she has a cleanse, but the other part that makes her a main healer is she has a zero wave clear basically um, because the functionality of her E is only on hero hits that it does the secondary slash. And then you can think of like, okay, so what is your like AOE Healer, right? The only one that comes to mind right now, at least, is Rhaegar. Like there's not any like really other here healer that can have any sort of wave clear. Maybe Auriel, but on small maps. So
0: Um Well, you know, I think um Alex tries to kind of, yeah, kind of falls in between there. So in some ways. So you said wave clear, yeah. which here So um hmm, that's good. Um, just, Anna can do a little bit of wave clear, but it's slow, super slow as molasses.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's all based on her auto attacks. So you really don't count that because it's if bleh, it's just gross, yeah. <laughs> it's not what I would expect. So that's just one of my think like thought points about white main, like in the wider overall support pool.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's that's a key to any type of uh hero league. You have to have a good lane, you know, you got to be th- able to clear the waves. <laughs>
1: I think just in general, that's just an undervalued point. When when people like look at a hero comp, they're like, no, we just need more damage. All of the time. Right? And so that's why yeah. I think when I... Because of my like most recent success, is I'm just like, I prefer solo lane or tank, and then I'm like, I pref- I'll just hover like, the Dahaka, and if Dahaka gets banned out or something, I go f- straight for Blaze, because both of those heroes are like infinitely safe. Dahaka has- himself can wave clear forever and doesn't get beat by anybody. Like, unless... You get, like, ganked, and then Blaze is just as safe but not as, like, maneuverable, obviously, because of the right. lack of global. But, like, at least in my lower Platinum-ish right now is there's always – a lot of people pick a secondary variant as the offlane. And so Dahaka is never going to be threatened by the variant, ever. Right. So, like, I just win the lane passively. Variant's panicking because he needs to leave and go do the objective. I can global in. Before he's even there, and, you know, just get kills, and then I go back to double soaking by like level like eight, nine, and get my team the win, just by soaking more experience. Th- that's just my thought process on it, and, and and obviously that's kind of higher skill because of the way you have to like understand the map mechanics, like what lane is the solo lane, when should you be like, like if you're late at rotating in for your team, or if your team's just dying, you're kind of a sitting duck, which is unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, DeHaka is definitely one of the the dark the dark horses that people don't always kind of, you know, associate with uh, with regards to, you know, a main pick. I mean, like I would see, I'd say I see a DeHaka pick like once out of every ten matches.
1: Wow, that's, that's that surprises me because I just love DeHaka. I, still,
0: I mean, <laughs> he's awesome, but I still see a lot of Sonya. Yeah, and I'm over Sonya. I don't think Sonya's see, that good. Yeah.
1: I think this is just, like I said, with, with the perception of the community at large is they always think we need more damage, right? They don't think about what do they need as... Like, they don't think about soaking waves. They don't think about just right. getting XP for your team. Like, one of the things that, like, really stuck with me last time was when you said one experience, like one minion wave at level one equals one hero kill at level one. Like, that is insane. Yeah. The amount of effort it takes to kill someone versus ex- soaking a minion wave is like like 90% <laughs> mm. so it, it's just one of those things that like if you're just catching waves like I, I think that's another issue is like people like always want to fight mid I don't even go mid when I'm playing as a so- solo lane I just go straight to my solo lane and I'm like don't fight I like, I tell my team I'm like don't fight for no reason don't overcommit. At, at level one, because it doesn't do anything good unless you can get, get easy kills. But like, if you are trading kills, it doesn't get us anywhere except maybe like missing a wave bot, which is just—it it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, that's why I pick Rhaegar. I mean, wave clear obviously can't. Yeah, lightning can solo so camps. Good. It's just... Yeah, and you know, I mean, he's just—you know—he's got good—he's got good heals. He's got—you know—he's got, you know, he's he got a, lot a cleanse of. Pers- <laughs> he has a clans, as has an ancestral. I love with auto attackers taking bloodlust, you know, going on objectives. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, you know, so I mean, yeah, I just, I think I really enjoy Rhaegar right now. I also enjoy uh, Decker Cain, you know. I think Oh, I love Deckard Cain. Those... He's,
1: he's probably my go-to support as of right now, and I don't really play a whole lot of support, but he was like the, the hero that broke my loss streak when my placement games mm-hmm. because he just feels really like... Like like that kind of carries support where if you're landing your combos, your team can just really follow up on it and and get a lot of value.
0: Yeah, he's basically he's buffing the team. Yeah, you know, he's giving them yeah. Well, he's giving them heals, but um, he's really just making. He's either debuffing the other team, either damage or healing. Mm-hmm he's also you know the, the gems are just you know at first you know people man the gems are not but the gems are actually really good and when you get level 20 perfect gems you're casting a gem every like three seconds so it's like, wow you know you know, that's so crazy you can, actually so you're just constantly like you know you're just kind of running it down you know and I, mm-hmm. I mean and if you got your you know i like to take sapphire uh sapphire level one I always for do. slows but you know if there's two warriors on the other team i always take the um the quest for the, uh, the armor reduction. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's a little bit, it's, it's, it just makes it better. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And so so what are the other like community posts that we've seen, like building on some of this stuff? I think the next one probably that's good to talk about would be the complaint guide.
0: Yeah. So there's been a lot of discussion on Reddit about matchmaking. And obviously this Thursday, there's going to be an AMA from, uh, blizzard. They're going to, start talking about matchmaking obviously i think they're going to address the quick match matchmaking um thank god you know yeah well more balance comps (laughs) Um, so it should be interesting i definitely think this is going to be one of the more interesting ones where they're going to be focused on probably performance-based matchmaking also Um, i can't wait
1: for that too because i've been getting like since i've been winning on my win streak just kind of circling back for a second um i'm only getting like plus four like performance-based matchmaking which, like, cool. Pure A. Yeah. Pure a, yeah. Like, the personal adjustment. Sorry. Like, so I get the win, so it's 20, or 200, and then you get the plus, like, 2 or 4 or whatever. I'm just like, cool, that's, like, great and all, but, like, that just means I have to play, like, you know, 100 plus games to actually have a meaningful, like, adjustment
0: well i think what it does is like you know if you're losing it, it makes you rank down a little bit quicker so mm-hmm. having those extra points sometimes if you get a loss it's not right as bad. It, yeah it, kind of, you know, it so. doesn't
1: set you back as much but i don't know it just feels so grindy and just like i don't know like especially on the, like the games you lose and you're like i've only died twice and i kind of was doing everything i could do for the team but it did, just didn't work out like for whatever reason
0: yeah so um I'm pulling up the the So, uh, what was the chaos OS? Yes, uh, wrote a his, guide his his article. On yes, yeah. and so he he was running it down, basically talking about you know how do you talk about balance, you know, and, you know when a hero's release, it's going to be nine times out of ten, it's going to be overtuned. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I think that just makes sense from a statistical data set. Like you don't want because they like they I think they've talked about this probably a year ago when they had a hero overtuned. I'm trying to remember who it could have been. But basically they're saying like if the hero's undertuned, then we don't get real data to see their actual power level. Whereas if they're overtuned slightly, they can they get a larger data set and then they can adjust accordingly. Right. Which is fair. High level yeah, so- stuff.
0: Right. And so the heroes that have come out that have been over to this year have been Mayev, and then she Phoenix. got Nerf Bat, Nerf Bat, Nerf, Bat. Phoenix. And I still think he's pretty strong right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Raynor, you know, and Asmodean has been tweaked up. So I think, like, there's the top four.
1: Yeah. It's weird because, like, Raynor doesn't feel, like, oppressive like the Mayev was, right? If I had right. like f- like from a feeling perspective, like like a like a psychological state, Rainer doesn't feel like, oh crap.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you mean like before my Na- Maev was nerfed or or where Maev is now. Hello? Mm-hmm. Do you mean where Maev is now or where she was when she was released?
1: Initially. Like she can still be like that um oppressive but it's like comp dependent right she needs follow-up to be able to like delete yes. the whole team whereas before like she could go in with her her leash pull everybody together two like four times and then delete like four people
0: <laughs> yeah i kind of equate her as a little bit like a drunk rat you know drunk rat you know he doesn't get a lot of kills but he definitely puts out a lot of damage she yeah. puts out a lot of cc and You know, position and mispositions people, and then you know, if you got Genji's and Tracers, and you know, and Jaina's, she's like the setup hero of the game, I guess you'd call her. Yeah, exactly. I think Phoenix, before he was uh nerfed, was a little bit he could solo stuff,
1: yeah, you definitely could solo things, like if especially when you could micro around players and stuff, yes, like being being able to because his auto attack is just so smooth. If you're good at like microring between or attack moving, I guess I should say for um, clarification purposes, like it, it's just so seamless and you can kind of do it without even like thinking about it almost. That's just and weird. I
0: think I think the conclusion that KSOS made about OP heroes is basically now that we have you know third bands, yeah, um, it's not
1: these, as big of a deal,
0: right? These heroes are going to. They're still going to be released with the, in the current state where they might be a bit tuned so that they can get some performance data. Um, but uh, the third band is going to be kind of one of the ways you can work around, at least in competitive modes or unranked, you know, unranked drafts. So, I mean, and what the pros play and what we play is like, you know, night and day. So. and then uh, they were talking about newer heroes versus older heroes. So I guess there's always an outcry of, um, you know. Which heroes should get reworks versus, uh, and should we like focus on a specific genre like Overwatch? You know, um, you know the conclusions there were. Uh, I think the Blizzard's going to continue to promote use Heroes of the Storm as a way to promote their other platform, their other games. So, you know, so Overwatch is gonna, you're going to see more Overwatch heroes. They're not going to just not not do them.
1: So. Yep. Completely agree with that.
0: Then they talked about the pace of changes, and I think some people are not aware of the cycles within Here's the Storm, where you have the, a year release. Cycle. Right, and then there's a two week, then there's balance changes, unless there's something broken or something, and then you might get a minor patch to fix those things. And then um, it looks like every, it's like after that two week, after the balance patch, then there's usually a rework, you know, has been scheduled. Um, it seems to be falling that way, but, it, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, Gamescom, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing we know that, that we're aware of that's on the reworks sheet is, um, uh, what is it, uh, Hanamura, you know, and Blackhearts Bay. Is there, and, did,
1: there's no other heroes that they had mentioned from previous AMAs, right?
0: Yeah, the only ones I remember them talking about was Chromie, you know, and that was... Uh, yeah, it was Chromie and Azmodan
1: is what I remember them saying last, like, yeah. AMA cycle. So we're we're like officially quote unquote caught up. Yeah, at least so, as I mean, far as we know externally.
0: And then you know one of the things they've been doing is removing the quest talents on some of these heroes because like yeah, Zuljin kind of be Well, I think they liked them, and I think they I did like quest talents to me. I thought that that was kind of cool, but in like a competitive mode, you know, having to scale up your hero, you know, when other heroes can just you yeah know, turn the key and they're on yeah it's that's you know, it's. Like sure.
1: to to kind of take that to like the extreme, right? So the most extreme quest here, quote unquote, is uh, Zed because he gets the baseline quest. Yeah. And so like basically from that standpoint, you can do the math, um. And and they say if you're not finished with your stacks by I think like minute thirteen, you're severely cutting out on your d- damage p- potential. I think it's like a thirty percent or something crazy, reduction. So like, like by level ten. So it just like if you think about it from that standpoint, like from a competitive side of the game, you're not going to want to pick a hero that falls off that dramatically if they're you're not complete complete like likely to complete a quest, right? Unless it's a, right. like a like a niche pick where you have like some sort of comp built around being able to complete that asap. But that's obviously high level. But it's just like one of those things. Like, why would you take the risk if you could play X that's better? Like maybe Li Ming, I guess, is probably. A comparable mage to K- K'Elthas Ad.
0: So the the thing I don't like about the quest talents it's all or nothing, right? And yeah, I think one of the things, but even with Chromie, we saw like where they had this thing where the quest talents, once completed, um, just made her crazy, you know, and she can continuously scale. So yes. you have like this weird or kind old
1: Taronda, uh,
0: oh, right? Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> I mean, like the. I think one of the ones I like the most is Thrall, because like I love you thrills. know his quest. T- so level one, you know that all those quest talents set the tone. Well, at least the first two. Yeah. And then tr- two choices, and then you know you can choose uh, additional ones throughout the match. You know. As needed. I, yeah, and I don't think he suffers from. You know, he's he's good at level one. He's good at level. Four. <laughs> he's not like you know he's not bad at any level. Yeah. You know? So it's like you know. So I think if they could find a way to do what they did with Thrall, it might work, but you know. Yeah, I guess Thrall's
1: power boosts with, like, completing a quest don't feel, like, integral, I guess. Whereas, like, other heroes, like, hmm, probably Nazebo, or like, Master's Touch on...
0: Any specials, basically.
1: Yeah. Like, those ones, like, they, like, feel like prerequisite talents, and those were the things that were, like, like, I always felt were weird, especially on Nazebo, like, you can pick a quest talent level one, but like, if you don't complete it ASAP, you picked a talent like a level one talent that means nothing. Like you literally got right. zero benefit from them, which I just think is not fun. Like from a power level point of view.
0: Yeah, I think Asmodan's like the the re, so they put a lot of focus on Asmudan, and his quest talents, and I think that maybe that they kind of put oh, that yeah. kind of thought process in. Maybe there might be some benefit. The thing about it is, is that Here's the the devs, they wanted to give you some level of itemization without having to give you items.
1: Right. right. Yeah, they were trying to do like a League of Legends type right. build. Right.
0: So you don't have to go to the store and choose a you know and know this thing. You could just, you know, did your quest. Just like with Hanamura and um Volkskaya, they introduced um, you know, the 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 healing pulse and the uh the um uh what is it, the little mini gun, you know, yeah. as as yeah as instead of having to get uh camps you know you had these things so um i like that i like that it's kind of unique to heroes in that sense and it's a really interesting take yeah i mean well they're just redesign. you know they're just thinking differently so
1: well i think from from a gameplay loop like just looking at hero design i think they've gotten better at like creating um like, like I said, like you we were just talking about before we started doing the po- recording here, is like the micro gameplay loops of the character, right? Like things just fill in the empty gaps while you're waiting for cooldowns to happen. Um, for heroes to be doing things. Like like I guess uh, uh, one thing I've been seeing with Genjis lately that have been like performing really well. Is they like are able to like E in out of nowhere. And then they're like able to weave in like two auto attacks. And then a few like shuriken throws like, like while being right in front of you before like they have to use the deflect and jump out. Like like I guess this like adding more things to do from like a skill level point of view that's not tied to a talent so to speak is like one of the things I've noticed that they're the dev team is getting better at adding in. Yeah.
0: And that's what you want. You want this right. kind of like Ma- maturing know, of
1: kits, know? I guess you would call it. Exactly. <laughs> okay.
0: And then, you know, making people aware of that. You know, some people are not aware of these like little tricks, tips and tricks, you know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes a little while to discover.
1: Especially Genji, like, there's so much to that hero.
0: (laughs) So then the other thing they talked about was the pace of change, you know. um, Just, well, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, we were just talking about that one. Um, And then then they got into the big one the matchmaking, you know, and matchmaking balance, you know, especially for (laughs) things like quick match. Um, which you know, I think people will just be happy to see one one t- warrior, one support, <laughs> and whatever. You know, that's what I would know, the, be happy with personally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think that's the general, but also matchmaking in a sense, making sure people that are you're within your MMR are mm-hmm. you're playing with. You know, you're not carrying a bunch of you know. definitely uh, another caveat um,
1: to the matchmaking point. Uh, is the types of damage, I think, is kind of important. So, like, I've I've played games where it's like, oh, hey, we have three mages on our team, and they have, like, you know, at least one auto-attack slash, like, Genji Tracer. So, like, if Genji or Tracer gets on any of the mages, they're, like, basically dead, unless you have some sort of stun. (laughs) It's just, Mm like, some of those mismatches like that that just are, like... Like they just leave a bad taste in your mouth, I guess. Just a little thing there.
0: But... So the the takeaway from the matchmaking is that matchmaking takes a little bit longer now because they're trying to ma- match people within your MMR range. I've noticed range. that. Though. So yeah. So and then they so then they start talking about some kind of like niceties within you within know, matchmaking, which things like hero swaps, where. You know, the ability if you don't want to be first pick, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, you're not forced. I'm to be actually first really pick.
1: surprised that's not implemented yet.
0: Yeah, and that's probably gonna you know come up. You know, I'm not sure if they're prepared to do it. I mean, they can do it now in you know, team league, so you well know, they can't oh, do it. Oh yeah, it, it does.
1: You know. It does exist already in the game. It's just not implemented on the client. I was gonna say, I wonder if it's like an engine thing that it's like a pain, in the, like pain to like implement, but they can do it I on the think... like, custom client side. It's just a matter of
0: building. I it think they're the... just. Well, in here in team league, it's just who whoever wants to go first. Right. Goes, yeah, that's right? how
1: they worked around that. That you can, as long as you're communicating, you can make it work.
0: Yeah. yeah so maybe they'll give us some thought processes and maybe mm-hmm. a time frame when they're going to do it. The thing that I would say here's where I'm going to rant a little bit. So <laughs> as someone who's played 200 games in you know hero league this season already, I'm still being matched with people that are in placements. And get to actually draft, Whoa. or get to, so that's to Wait, be, really? um, I su- yeah, either I suck, right, <laughs> or, or you know, the fact of the matter is that some people, when they get placements, they are they they're still using their MMR to choose if they should be the one banning or not. To me, if you're in a group of people who have completed their matchmaking, and you know, I think your fact the number of games should be factored in. Um, For, you know, if you get the ban or not. Because some people just don't know how to ban.
1: I I think that's important, too. Well, because there's, like... I mean, even people in Master Rank say there's people that don't know what the meta picks are yet. Right. Like, or even that people don't even know if someone got reworked. uh, Also. So, like, a player who's got, you know, a fraction of the games you have total played for a season should... By right, not have the opportunity to ban because they are the least experienced. Right? Just looking yeah. at a season by season basis, and then, say if it's the beginning of a season, it should look at prior season game total, you know, and rank like as a as a conjunctive conjunctive um, conditional, to be able to do that. I, I think that's a good change, honestly. Actually,
0: the other thing I think is you should be able to check to say I want to be a banner, you know, <laughs> you know I want to be shot shot caller slash banner, right? You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or even just like the you know we have in WoW, you have the maintain. Yeah, like a role or select, have,
1: or like they have the dungeon. Right. Like you want to be the leader, the little flag right. that you can select. Right.
0: So I think they should put that in there. That'd be
1: so, That'd be cool. I could see that.
0: So then he kind of talks about player-based knowledge, you know, which once again, it's not easy to you know part knowledge. You know, you have to either you know it or you don't, or you go to mm-hmm. external resources. So, <laughs> you know, but Absolutely. I think that everyone's everyone wants to what they were one of the things they're discussing was. Some trainers, right? um Sort of like, was it not Paradox did a video about what what is it? The proving grounds, right? So in uh, oh yeah, like the
1: Wow proving grounds. That's a good point too. I didn't. These are so many good points that I just don't. You know, all these games are kind of similar, right? They could all be, Mm -hmm. you know, pick and choose from a little bit.
0: So the you know the idea is pick your warrior, do the soul lane, pick your. Healer and you have to keep everyone up, you know, and maybe you have like a proving ground type thing and I think that's a good idea. And I don't I can't see it really being You know, I mean, it's a trainer. It's training right and it's it provides long-term value. It's not like, you know It's not like a brawl which gets like whatever it's 12 weeks I think, you know, if they would put a little bit extra of dev time on that. I don't think it's gonna Is it gonna sell a lot of games? Maybe mm-hmm. not, but I think some people I mean look look at it this way, people play WoW and they do instant runs, they play Diablo and they do the same things over again. People like proving grounds. Maybe yeah. if you turn it into a mini game, you know
1: Well and if you have of... like some way of like turning that into a skill builder for like yeah. on a per hero basis. Yeah. You know, where you get a medal at the end and you're like, I don't know, maybe you get a spray or a banner out of it for yeah. being like, you know, the, getting the most like b- like auto attack hits or something on a dummy like that like you have like a i don't know some sort of special training dummy that you have to like attack move around to or something to kind of i don't know, just using rainer as the first example that popped into my head that would be kind of cool like because it one it improves your skill as a player you have like some level of mastery over the hero then and it's all translatable to other heroes to some degree that are like of the similar vein i don't know
0: so yeah there's yeah it goes over quite a lot so i don't I, I, well no we could think, spend the entire show i think we beat it to death it. <laughs> um uh
1: basically we can leave it at if, if you're interested we'll leave a link in the show notes for it so then you guys can read it for yourself and comment on it or uh say you hate it
0: <laughs> i do want to touch on the last part though because how to better articulate your feedback which is really what the premise of this i think that's the thing entire at, thing so.
1: it's for sure the entire point
0: so basically, he's got this like template that he recommends. Hi, developer name and, and Travis. Or and the one thing I'll say as 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 a mod, you know, we find it kind of funny that people always are like like addressing the developers <laughs> on our forum. Like, we, we we kind of know that they read, and but we never really see them kind of. I mean, deep dive in the things that are addressed at them. They usually comment on things that everyone's talking about, and. So we find kind of we find this kind of interesting, but yes, I mean, if yeah, they you always do a, like the
1: dear dev kind of comments.
0: Yeah, dear devs or Blizzard or you know. Or yeah,
1: the Blizz kind of please fix <laughs> kind of comments. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so we get a kick out of that, but um, yeah. So if you that want to funny. use this form letter, that that's funny, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, remember we talked about um, uh, like last week when we talked about uh, day nine and when. And that uh, stay the game episode 100. He talked about one of the ways he, as a as a community figure, he learned to articulate was you know his disappointment in things. He would say the things he liked, but anything. he would kind of this is what I would like to see. He tried to be constructive, right, instead of just calling him out. And I think that's one of the things you you might you might say here's the problem. Here's what I don't. Here's what I, here's what I know. Here's what I don't know. And here's yeah. what I'd like to see. You know, so you know Reddit can be you know it's not a safe space. <laughs> <You> know, people. <laughs> We Sorry. try. We have Sorry, rules. people we who have
1: want
0: rules. that. <laughs> we, we 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 have rules. We have you know. We try to invoke the civility rule, but it's not a safe space, and people are going to be you know harsh. You know, um, but you know, I think if you're being constructive, you know, you do probably have a tendency to garner more attention. So.
1: Absolutely.
0: So. Anyway, but it was a good it was a good article. We've we've kept it up there. I'm not sure how long we're going to keep it up there for, but I think we we got a kick out of it because it was kind of like everything we wanted to say, but we can't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because you guys are just the platform for people to like get their stuff the out. Police.
0: Yeah, we're the police force. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so. j- just to like kind of build on what you're saying about like, learning stuff. I think as of right now, as a whole, from what I've been seeing, as a he- he- heroes community is like kind of reaching um, a new critical mass, like at the release of Heroes 2.0, there was a huge, like, influx of new players and new blood getting into the game, right? But I think now, like, we're reaching this mature point where the, the eSport has kind of gotten this really good level of stuff going on with the website being better, and then all of these other, like, periphery websites that have started to mature, like, with Heroes Hearth becoming prominent, and then all of these other, like, characters within the community that have finally found, like, the thing they want to do for the community... And we're just seeing all of these new tools kind of pop up overall that are just getting, like, a higher level of, like, players. Like, like just knowledge, game knowledge to them, which I think is just amazing. Because you don't really see yeah.
0: that. Yeah. I haven't but, really um, seen that. Like, Toasty's Cleanse Guide. You know, so Toasty... Yeah, Tursty perfect transition. Is, <laughs> well, it's a utility, right? It's a, yeah. it's a comprehensive mm-hmm. guide for... Now, it's focused on healers who have the... Whose cleanse creates an unstoppable you know, type there's there's some he, he talks about like hard cleanse, soft cleanse, he kinda classifies them. Okay. which so is nice. more
1: detail. He, I don't really know too much about that. I've I actually haven't read this, but go ahead.
0: But um yeah, so he you know kind of goes over the different types of cleanses, but for specifically supports. He doesn't really talk about like say Lenar's uh cleanse at level 20. Oh
1: ah, okay. you know
0: he's really focusing on if you're taking a support and you're gonna have a cleanse you know, how do you use that cleanse, right? And he talks mm-hmm. about hard cleanse, soft cleanse. So um, basically, like, hard cleanses are like Uther's Hand of uh, Protection um, or Divine Shield. So Hand of Protection is a level 7 talent you choose. Divine Shield is a level 10 ultimate. Uh, Brightwing has a cleanse. Well, most Brightwing players don't take uh, her cleanse, though, because, you know, they prefer the other talents. Rhaegar. Shield build. You know, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much is the shield belt. Rhaegar, he's got the cleanse, kerosene, cleansing dash, which is amazing. But it's like the go- the standard
1: 50. talent, I believe. No, fist of fury is the standard talent there.
0: Yeah, most uh, kerosines go damage build. It's a 50-50. HGC. Well,
1: yeah, I'm I'm thinking from like competitive side, it's a 50-50 split, but probably leading toward the cleanse there. But yeah.
0: And then we have Lili. Let's go. And out of all the cleanses, let's go is my favorite because it's on. The- but, but it's on the shorter down and it's on a little bit of a heal, too. So it's kind of like, mm. you know, I love I love uh, um cleanse. It's just a I shorter love...
1: range, though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, but, you know, whatever. It's a cleanse, you know. He...
1: Hey, I know. <laughs> what more could he ask for, right? I guess.
0: Right. And then he talks, then the soft cleanses, like Ariel's Crystal Aegis, Malfurion's Na- Nature's Cure. And if you have never used Nature's Cure, it's amazing.
1: <laughs> well, it's only, <laughs> but that, that one isn't unstoppable, though. Right. Th-
0: there's a caveat right. to like, that one. Right. It's just um, roots
1: and slows, I believe, right?
0: Yeah. But it's amazing because there's a ton of roots and slows. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> also fair. I love
0: it. Uh, Lieutenant Morales has a physical therapy and uh and plating at level 7. Um, it's, just sort of, you could, it's sort of like uh, Anna, who has purifying darts and smelling salts, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, Lucio has, uh, I'm not even going to, syncophthesia at a with level 20 it's his <laughs> cleanse whatever right yeah I, I need to put that in google translate and come in
1: yeah really
0: and uh, this the heroes without the, the cleanses which is the decker keen's alex Trazo, and Stukov. but guess what white means kind of cleanse so uh we have a new cleanse in the uh finally community.
1: it's been a long time
0: yeah so i think people thought that they well there was cleanse to go through kind of a rework you know right so they
1: kind of removed it or soft removed it in right. some ways
0: so then, they talked about he's talked about the status uh, status effects. So cleanse can be uh, can clear the following conditions: fear, displacement, mind control, polymorph, root, silence, sleep, slow, stunt, haunt. Cleanse cannot clear the following conditions: blind, stop it, stopped or status. Nor can it uh, cleanse someone like if uh, cr- if Chromie puts her t- uh, temporal loop on someone. You can't cleanse the temporal loop, but you can uh, cleanse after it's after it triggers, like after it uh, goes oh, really? off. On the, yeah because it puts it stuns them for a second huh so you have to you have to learn to time that cleanse that's
1: (laughs) Um, i did not know that that's really interesting
0: and if uh if um Caliphus puts a uh pyroblast and so on you can't cleanse them (laughs) oh wow shield them maybe but (laughs) so they're (laughs) dead so um yeah and so he talks about different types of cleanses pre-cleansing aggressive cleansing but um the bottom line is you know and you can you can this is a very high-minded uh, approach to cleanse, and I think it's good. Um, and it, and there is a lot of information, but I think you just have to start using it. I think the biggest problem with people who take cleanse, they don't use cleanse. Well, like, that was my biggest problem. I,
1: I think people are just afraid to, like, give them – like, they already, they're already they kind of already overwhelmed with having, you know, the four plus buttons are, are there already, you know, and then people are like, I don't want to add another button to use, like, you know. Right. And I think that's part a part of it is like a mental block almost.
0: Yeah, it's good that some of the warriors have the unstoppable, capable, like Garrosh, mm-hmm. You know, um, I find myself you know, they have that more and more. Yeah. yeah, because having a second cleanse, you know, is good. You know, because if you get CC, I mean, team fights is about CC focus kill. You know, yep. and so cleanses tend to help you get through those team fights. So. I've been taking it, I take it all the time now, pretty much. I don't, I used to not take it. Yeah, but now I take it all the time. Now, here's a tip, and I'm going to, you know, for those budding It's a very high level of you. (laughs) Yeah, for my my silver level play. But um, when you're targeting a cleanse, do not target the hero. Target their base, the round circle. Mm. That's where you want to put your mouse cursors at. Because if you try to click on the person, you're going to miss them. 9 out of 10. Especially when First, there's the cluster
1: of bodies. Right.
0: <laughs> Try to target the base. The base is where you're trying to put your mouse cursor. Also, another tip, you can change the size of your mouse cursor, make it as big as possible. Whatever the maximum size the cursor is, that's the cursor you want. <laughs> if it's it should be t- it should be almost as big as the hero itself. That's that's my two tips for playing a support, hmm. you know, with those types of abilities.
1: I never, I actually never would have thought about the base thing, but that makes sense because the game is built off an RTS, so the base mechanic is where the, the like, the quote-unquote hitbox of the, the hero is.
0: And, you know, so Toasty does a really good job of kind of just giving you the analytical, you know, how to analyze your cleanses and replays and things like that, and I think it's really good, you know. I think for someone who doesn't... Here's the thing. If you don't take cleanse... You know, get a friend, get two friends if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the sandbox and start playing with cleanse because that's what's going to help you realize the power of cleanse, you know. And I think healers that take cleanse, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't need to take cleanse in quick match, but definitely in unranked and and definitely in here that you do need to take cleanse, I think. So do it, except for if you're bright wing, you don't need to. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it's also dependent on the team comp, too. If there's a lot of hard CC or something, then I don't know yes. if you really need cleanse a lot, but it's usually beneficial to have that extra just... Um,
0: I'll say right now there's a lot of CC in the game, so...
1: I mean, yeah, I'm assuming like, I, 9, nine, 90% of the time a tank is... If you're playing in a rank setting, there's going to be a tank with a stun. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. And so you know you might as well just you know have it and start using it you know and yeah. and it's okay if you you know you, like I said Lili has the most forgiving cleanse because it's on a fast cooldown mm-hmm. and a lot of people like to play Lili anyway so you know, instead of taking those other talents take cleanse and try it out you might like it so so yeah so it got a lot of upvotes on Reddit um, it's been on Heroes Heart for a long long period of time but it's starting these guides are starting to make its way to Reddit now so
1: cool that's awesome.
0: Like you said, though, this is the stuff that, you know, the the knowledge is starting to come together. Well, this is know, why we even to...
1: had the idea to do this, is try and aggregate knowledge of Heroes of the Storm a little bit better. <laughs> right.
0: So, yeah, so that was a, yeah, that was pretty good. So I think the only other thing we really have news-wise other than the talk about Heroes was to talk about the Twitch drops during the Clash. this ah, week. Ah,
1: yes, and just kind of a little baseline overview of that.
0: So, yeah, so this weekend begins the the, the Clash, um, mid-season uh, brawl, Clash, whatever, you know. The Western Clash is uh, this weekend. Eastern Clash is the following weekend, I think. Yep. Um, it's not a two-week event. I, I, a no, I, I think it's
1: just the – it starts Friday, and I think it ends, like, maybe Monday or Tuesday, I believe. Let me double-check HTC. Mm-hmm. I think it might be Monday, Tuesday, but it might not actually because it might just end Sunday
0: so if you turn on your twitch you know uh, your browser and turn on twitch um you if you leave it open on the htc you're gonna potentially get a twitch drop that'll turn into a loot box on your account so' oh, no, it ends that day. um yeah so it's three days worth of uh you know you might get you generally get one per day i've never seen more than one per day on average but um, you know, usually get one per day, which is three loot boxes, here. You know, shards. <laughs> hey,
1: for those mm. people who don't have any, like, you know, or have a relatively new account, it's a good way to get new stuff, or shards, if you're someone like either of us who have basically every hero in the game. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh, so this weekend, the ba- the balance patch we're going to be playing on is the, um, the Asmadan, uh, um, the balance patch change, you know, the, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, you know, the uh, the rework. So we're not gonna see uh White Main in this uh this weekend or next. Uh, but we should see some Rainer and you know, uh should be Am some Asmodan
1: or was he played last week? I feel like he was played last week.
0: Well no, I don't think they had the balance changes for Asmodan. Oh okay, so the balance few... changes
1: haven't been included. Okay, I see. Yeah. But this will be not... the first week with the changes to the healers. Yes. Which is yes. important.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be kind of interesting to see, you know, when what he the meta changes. Ch- on top, you know. basically. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, we started seeing a lot of Alexstrasza play towards the end of um, uh, the, the, the regular season play, um, especially by Tempo Storm. So at least, I, you know, remember, I look at North America, you're, you're uh, Europe, so you could tell me what the European the European players are playing but uh and then you know it's sad we're not going to see the Stukov changes because I'd be interested to see what those would be like. But you know, a couple of weeks we will. So. Yep. So yeah. So this weekend, lots of HTC. Uh, so keep your browsers up, yep. uh, Twitch, content, and uh, you know, hopefully get a few drops and you know some legendary loot as a as a result. So that pretty much covers like the the, the things news we want the portion. Top. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, uh, so we had, uh, we have 2 hero discussions this week on Reddit, and this week we talked, um, we, we chose a warrior, so Rexar, which hasn't, you know, hasn't seen a ton of play, uh, in the HTC, but he is played, uh, at least once. So.
1: Yeah, he was played once. I don't know if he won, though. I don't think he won. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, hold on for one sec. I'm pulling up the,
1: uh... The HTC uh, stats.
0: I'm pulling up the, uh... Actually, here discussion. So Rexar, if you go if you go to the um, here discussion on there, there's a list of pro builds, and that's the builds I've been using the HTC. This is Livorn. He's one of our mods. He does this uh, site, which is a it's like the section of master league you really want to find, but you can never find because you have to click through six through 60 <laughs> things. <laughs> he makes one URL to go right to it, and you can get all the builds that are used in the HTC. So um, that's cool. So, yeah, so Rexxar, I'm trying to, like, the last time he was used, uh, looks like it was April, you know, time frame.
1: Okay, so basically at the beginning of the, the season, more or less, which is uh, not uh, especially great, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: Um, like we were just dis- we were discussing is you know his role is to be sole, the soul the soul leaner at one point when he was when he yeah, was built and
1: I, and I think even before that like when like he was first introduced to the game he was more of even like a the initial like quote unquote jungle hero if you're looking at it from like League of Legends perspective mm-hmm. um but that was prior like that was post post like micro rework that he had I want to say probably over a year year and a half ago now and he was like able to solo camps and solo boss especially like 10 before and like I don't know like since that rework his identity has gotten kind of squished a bit I would say almost like I don't know he and and just from like a standpoint of like how he interacts with the overall like growth of the game he the the way he's played isn't like it doesn't stack up to the other like support not supports other like solo laners or even like off laners in the game i guess
0: yeah and it's interesting like um you know i think grubby plays him quite a lot on this stream you know it seems like when he needs a solo laner it's probably one of his go-to solo really that's interesting i would
1: not have expected that
0: yeah, he, I like when I was doing the research. You know, Grubby's got like three um Hero League matches. Uh, yeah, I noticed that you
1: had used him. his video.
0: Yeah, and then Nubkeks had one, and then Kala he did a he did a, a coaching session, but it was a, it was one about six months ago. So. Okay,
1: so it was quite a quite a while ago.
0: Right. Um. um
1: and I think so. This is this is just my like opinion on the matter, but. I think one of the main things that they did with Rexar is they were afraid that because he's two bodies, like two units you control, they didn't want to make him too strong. So they were conservative with his hero design. Because otherwise they would, you you know, you create this monster that just, you know, never dies or something like that. Which, I mean, from a high skill point perspective of the hero, he's really good at those things. Um, It's just a matter of, I guess... How much they want players to be able to abuse that. The... I think... The the two things, though, that really bother me, though, is the... His talents themselves are pretty boring. Like, they don't, like, really fundamentally change stuff. Like, I guess the most fun thing is that... The... Feign Death he gets at 16, which is basically his stylized Ice Block, is really fun for that style of character because he's able to... Um, you're still able to micro Misha around and use her abilities while you're technically feigning death, which is like captures the hunter fantasy from World of Warcraft, like perfectly. Uh, but other, outside of that, you don't really get a lot of like fun things to do, uh, other than like controlling Misha. And obviously Reddit has the joke that Misha is the hero, not Rexar.
0: Yeah. It's always... <laughs> <laughs> um, that was like the first comment on the Right. The exactly.
1: And then the other part of it too, is the the um what is it called the his ultimates I think I think they're just really boring like they could do so much more um like one of the things I always thought about would be like if you really want to capture like that beastmaster hunter fantasy with bestial wrath I think we should have a should have a side size increase like a noticeable size increase that you can like body block with um, because like some people were saying on the reddit post that you could body block with Misha and it's really not as easy as people are making it sound like in my opinion um, and then um, I'm trying to think of what else to really add well
0: and, you know the thing the, the thing the that he is is he's a stun machine that's basically yeah, well, he, a, you know, oh yeah that's
1: like, I guess that's important he's the only I think he might be one of the only ones with a multi-target stun mm-hmm. on a single ability. Right. If I'm, if I'm thinking of it correctly,
0: mm-hmm. which is. So, yeah. So he's a stun machine and the, you know, you got to build your team around the stun machine. Like he's going to, he's got to win the solo lane. And then when he comes for the team fight, he's got to be stunning and you got to have the heroes on your team to, you know, take, you know, to take advantage of their, all their stuns and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and keeping everyone uh locked down. So if you look at the, the pro builds, everyone, you know, level in the pros, they're all taking bird of prey and that's for wave clear, right? So Right. Uh step one, when you're lane wave clear. Step yeah. two, uh animal husbandry where Rexar and Misha gain two health. So basically it's a scaling health. But if he dies, that's he uses talent. Right. Personally I think so, at
1: that tier you got you can get away with kind of some of the other ones too. Yeah in like
0: non-HTC play
1: <laughs> yeah like like the the region globe quest is never a bad one in my opinion mm-hmm. um
0: yeah. and i think with uh you know especially um in unranked or you know in a hero league i think that's probably a good alternative but you know if you don't think you're going to die very much this is an amazing talent too oh having yeah not that huge health pool yeah um, then level uh, seven aspect of the beast Misha's basic attacks lower the cooldown of Misha's. Charge that's just fight. the
1: go-to talent because you're just yeah. using your your most used ability.
0: <laughs> yeah. So basically, your stun machine, stun, stun, stun. Mm-hmm. Level twenty, everyone takes unleash the boars. Releases a herd of boars that tracks down all enemy heroes in uh, in a direction, dealing one hundred ten damage and revealing and slowing enemies for forty percent. So right there, that's the Raynor talent, right? <laughs> give him some pepper
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong i didn't actually think about it that way but you're you're right it it kind of feels bad honestly now that he said that um the one thing i can say that Bores has going for it though is it um i'm trying to think of the best way to explain it but basically what it is is, is it allows you as a as a player to have a very like not very large, but a pretty large, like cone-shaped area that you can, um, like lock down at least in a slow form. A lot of the hypermobile heroes, because as long as they're inside the cone when you cast that ability, there's going to be a bo- boar that spawns and it's going to hit them no matter how far away they get from you, as long as the boar spawned and they were in the cone. And I think that's important. Just because of how much, like, with the Genzi tracers and all that stuff, like, that's like Rexar's boon. Because anyone that can just bypass Misha, he's kind of a sitting duck.
0: Yeah. So level seven looks like, uh, or level thirteen, I'm sorry. There's Dire Beast, which is the uh, Rexar and Misha basic attacks increase the damage of uh, next Misha's uh, charge by forty percent, stacking up to a four hundred percent bonus. Or you take marine, uh, wildfire bear, so you know, that seems to be the two that everyone's taking at thirteen. Let's talk about level ten. Was again, uh, Beastral wrath increases mutation. basic yeah. Um, you yeah. Know, I think that the uh, if you're an ultimate, you're trying to you know affect the other team. More damage is definitely good, but I think that you have assassins to do that. I think the yeah. unleash the boars provides that utility that you might need in a team fight. I think, um,
1: yeah. Um, before, when, when Misha could stick to a target easier and maybe not get bursted down as much, Beastial Wrath was better. But now it just doesn't feel all that impactful. Right. Because there's more heroes that can get away from it. There's more heroes that... Like, there's more heroes that just do every, everything already. So it's, it's just like... I don't know. It just doesn't feel great. And most of the time, CC is better than anything else you can like bring to the table as a... Tank or solo lane hero. Like that's why you probably see the, the like that's why I think part of the prominence of Blaze is is there because he's like super sustainy and then on top of that he's able to um, just basically beat anyone post um or like be able to follow up with his jet propulsion. That's like a huge AoE stun. it just has high impact. And that's a basic ability by the way.
0: Mm. <laughs> So, le- yeah. And so level 16, feigned death is what the pros are taking. Yeah, but, that's what I um, was mentioning before. The amateurs, you know, thrill the hunt. You know, your basic attacks increase both you and Misha's movement speed by 25% for two seconds. So mm-hmm. you can run them down a little bit more. Um, and then you got primal intimidation. Heroes and summons that attack you or Misha have their attack speed slow. So I think that's, also, that's the anti Rainer. If you have a Rainer, you might choose that so that you're slowing the attack speed. Yeah. Um yeah, I can know, see it's that. situational. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's situational, right? So yeah. And then level twenty, uh it looks like the recommended is kill kill command, which is unleash the board, fifty more percent more damage for longer routes. Uh, but I think uh, you see a lot of frenzy of Calamore when you're playing uh Hero League and such. Uh, yeah, because people fail.
1: like I said we were saying before is they always want more damage.
0: Right.
1: You know. And so when 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 they see it, even, like, a micro slow like that, which, like you said, is Rainer again. <laughs> so funny. One one hero has a level 1 talent that does what every hero wants to do at level 20. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, and so, you know, with regards to, you know, his play style, it looks like, you know, the pros are picking him on the on, uh, breakfast holdout. Dragonshire, which is in the rotation right now, and Bulkskaya Foundry, which is, you know, there's a point contention there. Mm-hmm. So um, that's usually where I see him. You know, I don't really see anyone, yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> I would say that probably the uh, most to... likely place to ever consider picking him is is probably praxis And then beyond that, I would probably do... You could... There might be, like, a world where you could probably get away with doing it on... Um... Tomb of the spider queen, because of the how much rotations you do. But yeah. beyond that, it's a, it's a really hard sell. Because there's just so many better solo laner options.
0: So you were saying in the pre show, you were talking like, you know, okay, so how do we how do we update Rexar? You know, is mm-hmm. he broken, does he need some tweaks? And you had some thoughts about that. What were those
1: So my biggest complaint right now is like like his mana sustain is just really like it has it. It's kind of like Cheerios, where he he's just it just costs him so much to do his abilities, and so if you're if you're not able to sustain in lane, like taking your elf, for example, being the most recent solo laner, she doesn't go oom. Um. She has next to impossible sustain in a solo lane setting. She can't really be beaten. So you, I think you need to like increase one of those factors for Rexar to be comparable at least like okay, don't make mana a factor and then, like, make his health bar a factor. Or, because you can't make Misha unkillable, but you need to make it some way so that Rexar is is safer and able to trade more effectively. I don't know. Maybe if you remove the mana function completely and turn it into, like, maybe a rage function for Misha's abilities, for, like, you have to build up a certain amount of rage from auto attacks, I guess, would be kind of cool. So then you could, like... Then that's like your functionality to be able to use the the charge, and then the rest of your abilities are cooldown based, maybe. Just a thought. Yeah, I like that. Just yeah, I think it's a good idea. Just a thought because it still it still balances Rexar around his main core stun, and then you kind of lose the 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 micro play because then 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 your your whole counter play or play mechanic is around having a health bar, basically keep like positioning Rexar safely so that he's not. In danger because th- that's a lot of the skill is knowing how to micro misha
0: right um and that's and that's usually the major complaints is all the reworks on the controls of misha you know i i you know oh, yeah I've, i'm you glad know, you said i was that. telling you that yeah I, I um you know i talked to you a little bit about on release you know versus uh quick cast yep. and i i have i want to go back and look at rexar a little bit more and see if there which abilities i would use on release versus and the controls of misha should i use on release or should i use uh quick cast you i usually do re- on
1: release like i said for everything mm-hmm. um but just from like a higher level control standpoint the the one thing i would do is understand the the because like since they updated the controls again the one big one is people were like how do you micro misha so that she doesn't stay behind and get killed and the way you circumvent that is using the alt modifier. And if you press alt D, Michelle will come straight back to you.
0: Right.
1: And, and I think that was like one of the huge complaints that people are like there's a whole bunch of videos when he was she had like the two buttons that she was like you had to do like some way if you click away from you or click to you, like it does different thi- like it was just really convoluted and like not straightforward at all. Um so that's one of the things that I think is really helpful for Rexar, is is just being able to understand how you micro her around properly.
0: Right, and you know what's interesting, is you said the Alt D and I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, In my key mindset I don't actually map the Alt key. I have a page, um, I use a uh, menu paging. Oh, really? And so for my D key, uh, I have to remember to make sure that that that's mapped correctly if I'm going to play. <laughs>
1: so you you have a remapped uh, alt basically, <laughs> right,
0: right? Like so, like under my like my A key, I if I hit the um my uh, paging key, mm-hmm. it'll actually put um my mounting key. So when I'm playing, um,
1: oh okay, um, I see what you're saying.
0: So yeah, when I play um, uh, Rhaegar, you know I'm auto attacking and then I'll bite him. You know, so by just pressing oh, the alt
1: Oh, gotcha. So. That's cool. Yeah, I
0: wish they would kinda of, yeah. So I mean some I just I've come up with that kind of setup. I also use it for Starcraft, so yeah. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. It sounds like a, so, it sounds like a RTS functionality, yeah, honestly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing, is like, you know, Starcraft, uh, you know, well, I don't want to get into that tonight, but uh, <laughs> uh one of the things that someone said was, you know, they think that Rexar is kind of an early game hero. You know, he peaks early, but if you um, he if you don't choose certain uh, talents around animal husbandry um, he doesn't scale really well towards the end. So I would they, agree with that. Really, yeah. So you got to win early with him. Um, where I think a lot of the heroes are designed around late scaling. There's not, a, I wouldn't say that there's a lot of heroes that are really powerful in the beginning. Um, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a, there's a few, but I wouldn't say like, I'd say most of them kind of scale towards middle or late. Yeah. You know. So that's kind of an aspect. You win early with him, you might snowball. And, you know, yeah, th- there's always... a,
1: he's like an early mid game hero for sure. Because mm-hmm. like the the idea of having a second body, and like one of the things I would always think about is if the enemy team is able to have enough focus basically that on on Misha, and control her. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's why I was able to win. So I have like over two hundred games. This is not ranked. Uh, played on Rexar, like from a quick match standpoint, and still a like seventy percent win rate on him. Um, but like that was like one of the things I think is is important to know is like if you can, it's like it's like a baiting mechanic, like being a tank, where you have to try and maximize how many cooldowns the enemy's team is dumping into Misha, while also being sustain sustain her. Um, and and if you can force that early when there's less grouping mechanics then you can do you know then you can start snowballing from there i guess because they're wasting too many resources to try and kill you know uh, yeah and 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 small a very small portion of the team's total um i guess throughput just there to soak skill shots and things like that
0: Mm -hmm. i pretty much only played uh rexar in quick match during Mm -hmm. my you know my quick match um, run last year, uh, my win rate with him is like forty six percent. Yeah. So I played thirty three games. My KDA is around four. So, eh, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> Room for I mean, I mean, well, I mean, it's yeah. like you know, I did it to get a level fifteen. It's not like the oh yeah, okay, again. I see. What
1: you're, yeah. yeah, you're just trying to get the levels out of it.
0: I will say that Rexar has some of the best skins. Though, so.
1: <laughs> oh, I loved it. his master's game. Was I think it might have been the first one I bought. <laughs> because i just the 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 fantasy of a hunter is for me is is kind of like that's my, was my like first hero or first character i played in world of warcraft back in the day and I, to mm. me from a fantasy standpoint they kind of nailed it but um he, he's from just the heroes of storm standpoint they they really it's just stagnant you know it it doesn't have that fresh feeling anymore in the the, the game itself has moved on from like a, a mentality standpoint that it just doesn't fit anymore I don't think and we were kind of talking about this before like I was saying they're trying to just keep it really conservative uh, I think with because he's two bodies so that, right
0: and I, I think they're worried about the you know him soloing uh you know g- bosses and stuff because yeah I mean, I think
1: so- I don't think they want any hero to be really able to solo bosses I think the reason I mean, like twin blade variant hasn't been touched because because of the the fact he's not like all that, like effective in the larger meta. That's like a quick right. match thing.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, uh, you you said you're going to be working kind of a guide video. Yeah, I do have a guide that's kind
1: of like explains every talent, not just looking at um, the pros, like the pro builds. And obviously, I have my favorite build that I kind is kind of cookie cutter at this point, but. I kind of looked at it as, as like, okay, so if I were to play Rexar, is there a reason I could pick any of the talents at any point um, in the game? Is there value here? And yes, but like I said, there's not a lot of flavor. It's pretty like marginal increases across the board. Um, the, I guess the probably most favorable talent, other than you get to control a bear, is the feign death is probably the coolest thing about it. Um,
0: yeah that's kind of cool
1: because it's different because most faint deaths, you're like, okay, I'm an ice block. I'm at the mercy of my team now to hopefully save my life. (laughs) But beyond that, you're, you're kind of just the sitting duck and you have to, you know, you're, you've, you've resigned yourself to your fate at that point.
0: (laughs) Whereas to be honest with and to be honest with you, what you said about your guy, you know, going down all the towns and talking about the situations when you would consider that, I think that's kind of important because some people don't have that game sense or experience. So you can kinda of see here's your cookie cutter, but then saying, Hey, mm-hmm. but make these adjustments when you see this on the other side. Oh yeah,
1: I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And like to, to be honest too, like a lot of people complain that Rexar is really bad against stealth. This is like a side little caveat here. But when he got reworked, and he's always had it, but he's had Flare. and like like I said, right. that's another like hunter specific talent. And it honestly is really cool because the, the it's kinda of gotten nerf like buffed, not nerfed. The the cooldown's gotten nerfed. So, it's basically at 100% uptime wh- if you're using it on cooldown. And a lot of times when you're playing quick match, there's usually a stealth hero, obviously. And I I would love to take that talent. Obviously, we are talking about wave clear before, but when you have a stealth hero who wants to kill you and can pass up Misha, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> right. And I, I just thought it was really cool to be able to have that as a functionality because if you have 100% flare up time, you can check flanking positions that the stealth hero is going to want to be in and you can kind of shut them down on a hero that shouldn't be able to shut them down or at least by perception so it's just cool to, to have that i think
0: yeah it just gives you vision even yeah. if you don't you know necessarily they, need it yeah so yeah so that's cool
1: that's just one of my my other caveat or uh, little points that i've I enjoy rex are for it's kind of like uh, outplaying the weaknesses of the hero i guess
0: right well the community seemed to respond pretty well to it. You yeah, know, there was a lot of, of feedback. I was kinda of of surprised
1: because mm-hmm. is kind of like anonymous right now.
0: Yeah, he got an eighty five percent upvote. Um, so you know, there's always the contrarians. But uh yeah. you know, I was kinda of pleased. Yeah, you know, I you know, I kinda of figured people were gonna really like meh but I think it definitely was good it was a good time to bring him up. I think I think he definitely you said he's 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 in the consideration for a rework, but it comes it comes down to uh yeah, you know, what what has more priority right now? What, uh, yeah, I, what has I a bigger
1: th- impact in the meta at large?
0: I think a lot of people would like to see Arthas reworked a bit. Yeah, you know, I would love to standpoint. see Arthas
1: reworked from a, from a model standpoint. He just looks so dated. <laughs> at least the base skins, the newer ones are obviously fine, but like, he just looks.
0: I yeah. think if the community had their choice, they would say Chen number one, Arthas just for the model, you know, and then yeah, maybe anything that. else. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. cool. so I think we've maybe we've gone to this one pretty well. If we can transition to the Might newer be. hero,
1: yeah, we'll just do the probably do the the newer hero and then leave the two reworks uh, probably for another day. Just to
0: yeah, we're running. Know, we're s- doing pretty good. Then yeah. we got on our Rexar kick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's what happens when you have a person who plays too much Rexar or played too much Rexar. So it's interesting tears. about
0: why about white mane is like i didn't have the gold for her and i've been grinding to get <laughs> that fifteen thousand gold you know yeah. so i can just buy her and
1: play around with her uh, I've,
0: I've never bought i haven't bought any of the heroes i've always used gold to buy
1: them wow that's so. pretty good
0: now, i do buy the gem skins so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they'll get your their ten dollars out of you
0: yes well you know that's my way of supporting the game yeah that's um, the way i
1: see it too if you if you so, support the
0: game I st- you know and the thing about here is is that I've been playing that in place of playing WoW. I still play some StarCraft here and there, but now here you know World of Warcraft uh, Battle for Azeroth is coming out, and I swear you know I was like eh, I don't think I was going to play, but then you have those friends, right? Hey, yep, you want to play? The... Yeah. Hey,
1: <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: So yeah, I'll be pl- I'll be putting some time into the instances. I have decided uh... I'm not going to raid at all. I'm not going to raid at all. No rating just, other than
1: me, LFR. Just keep it casual, basically?
0: Very casual. Do instances. Maybe do my world quests. And maybe get a bazillion gold on my accounts. But I'm not doing the, uh, you know... I mean, I love Legion. I think Legion was the best expansion. I mean, I know people like Ice Crown, and, you know... That's
1: mine. But I think Legion, from a,
0: from a, from a season uh, system perspective, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. The only problem for me is that, you know, by two. It was. It became just a grind. So, and yeah, then you're, you're not wrong. So I mean, and then I just stopped playing after that, and then went back into heroes. Mm-hmm. So and then the other the other thing Blizzard's going to get out of me is the um, Starcraft is going to have their battle chest, you know, where it's it's the um, you pay so much money and you uh, can unlock um, skins for the tr- uh, for the units, and you can uh, part of it if you buy. Um, a battle chest you also will unlock an uh, experience post a bonus for the co-op mm, commanders i so, see so i will be playing and it's for the entire season it's not just for a month now so oh I'll there probably, you go. i'll be trying to get there all my i'll try to get all my co-op commanders so, um if you if you put a cap on something i'm going to try to make it so <laughs> but anyway so yeah back to back to what so, I mean.
1: <laughs> since we got you on a tangent my tangent
0: my tangent there so I'm excited I'm excited for another support because I like to play supports
1: yeah since this is like your role um the big thing I I love playing
0: go ahead and just because of WoW I play Disc Priest (laughs) okay so
1: yeah it really fits the the idea of the Disc Priest that's for sure especially with the Mm -hmm. level 1 talent of uh Clemency so you can cast your your Inquisition on a a, uh, friendly ally it really feels like you're doing the uh, penance on disc priest on an ally. Um, and just from like a, like he, like looking at the hero as, as generally as possible, she's kind of like Ariel because of the way her kit works because she's okay. all dependent on the amount of damage she can um, either someone does or she deals to enemy um, heroes. Which is, I think an interesting balancing mechanic because on maps that you're not team fighting a lot, she's not gonna get any value at all. Um, right. And the only thing I can see that as like an, like an issue for me is the I'm trying to think of like when you try to use her as a, like a boss control she's got, like, no sustain on a boss unless you, like, invade the boss. So that's, like, a that's like a, a thing you gotta, like, really pay attention to. And then the the internal mechanic of her desperation on desperate plea is really tied, like, that's her microing function of, like, can you manage her mana well enough so that you can get value, uh, but also not make yourself go oom um because you spammed it, you know, four or five times, I think, is the cap. I haven't really done the, the the math numbers there. But basically, if you're waiting for the Desperation Stack to fall off, you could have reliably, like, two to three-ish up at one time. Um, this is assuming you didn't do the healing alt at level 10, either. Because with that, you can get all five up instantaneously with zero drawback, which is just ridiculous. But... Besides the point, because we'll get into that. So, that's just my, like, just looking at the base kit. She's She really is, you're trying to maximize the amount of zeals you have up on your allies while also not driving yourself oom. Um, and then also dealing damage. So, you have a lot of little, like, balls to keep bouncing in the air with this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it looks like when um, I looked at Michael Udall's uh, builds on Heroes, Her, mm-hmm. it seems like he has two builds. He's kind of like he's play testing. His his first one, his first one is the anti dive build. Um, oh, interesting. Where so he's taking um, a martyrdom at mm-hmm. level one. So each stack of desperation increases desperate please healing by thirty percent. So you figure you're going to be taking a lot of damage. Level four, it's unwavering faith. Uh, Reduce desperate pleas, mana cost by 30. Upon reaching three stacks of desperation, you gain a shield. So she doesn't have any escape, right? So the only thing you can, you know, <laughs> the, right. the idea yeah, is. Yeah, I she has stay. zero mobility. Yeah. Zero. Right. Completely, so, like nothing. <laughs> so if you think she's going to be die, this is like, you know, what he's kind of recommending. Huh. Seven, if you don't need the cleanse, you know, he's, rec- he's recommending uh, upon reaching two, uh, Zealot Spirit, upon reaching two stacks of desperation, um, Whitening gains zeal, so she gains a, a a stack of zeal, which is good. Level t- both of his builds. He kind of uh, he's he's big on Scarlet Aegis, which is bolster the spirit of nearby uh, allied heroes, healing them for 250 uh, health and, and granting them 40 armor for four seconds. So basically, they can sustain that uh that dive. Level 13, he's uh, harsh discipline, hitting a hero with Searing Lash while they're being targeted by Inquisition Roots. Uh, By being targeted by Inquisition Roots, uh, they're 1.5 seconds, so it's its root. And then uh, Radiance is at level 16. Upon reaching three stacks of Desperation, all the allies with Zeal are healed for 200. So it just keeps pumping them up, pumping them up. And then um, level 20, it's Scarlet Crusade. Scarlet Aegis heals a 15% more and makes uh, affected allies unstoppable for one second. So that's that's kind of a big gigantic cleanse.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting that you, he says to take both Q talents at level one or level one yeah. and four, because the so the there's another article that was coming out from HotSlogs where they interviewed Kirsten and Haloran. and in their thing they say right here is that White Mane, uh, the the High Inquisition talent, um, conflicts directly with Martyrdom. Which is really interesting. Oh no, not that one. Sorry, it's the W one. They they made it weird. Yeah, they didn't.
0: Inquisition's W. Yeah. If I want the well, Inquisition that's on a fourteen second cooldown. Yeah, that's why but at that's level the...
1: one they go to they they most most of the pro healers are recommending clemency, because it passively reduces the that cooldown by 3 seconds so it's down to an 11 second cooldown and that was the one I so initially I did go martyrdom because I thought oh crap if I'm spamming this I want to get as much value as I can um, with you know with the added mana cost on top of it Um, but I think it's it's going to be learning how to maximize your damaging like cooldowns with zeal up because Clemency is good just because you get another point-click heal. Like, you can heal through some kind of more targeted damage, which is, she kind of lacks that, you know. And the E talent I have yet to play with and at level 1. And the Zeal talent as well. um. And then, like, level 4, they were saying, is the, is the mana sustained tier. And I can see scenarios where going with the Inquisition talent to remove Desperate Plea is useful, but I think you could get more value from going E because the, the upfront damage is pretty noticeable. And then the healing of that is just insane. Um, cause I was using that in the, f- the few games that I was playing and it's like a noticeable like jump in health <laughs> when you hit like just even one or two heroes with, with your uh, searing lash. And it's just, it's just kind of insane when you see that. I don't know if you've seen too much, like, from in-game footage, if you've watched any of the streamers or anything.
0: No, you know, I, I, I told you, like, I tend to like to not get spoiled too much. I mean, I don't mind right. watching a little bit. I mean, I'm not, I just don't go out of my way to look at it. Right. And like I said, you know, in Silver, I've only seen one game of her, you know, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this, by but... the way, this is nothing in ranked. This is just from initial playtesting, getting to level five.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I'm looking forward to taking some mm. of these builds and going on into the trainer and trying some stuff out. Right, yeah. yeah. And then my, and then my, so my first is...
1: impressions video should be up probably end of the week, most likely.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, so I tend to, my I usually get the builds, go into the trainer, mess around, make sure I understand positioning yep. and stuff. Then I go into AI, play a few AIs, get, them, get my feel for it. Then I go into quick match, see yep. what I can do in quick match. And then I take it on ranked. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, see if, see what I can do there, and then you know then I start playing it in hero league
1: so. The other thing I want to add here too, from a uh, like a theory crafting side of things, is Chaos OS is going to do a his normal hero release type article where he does everything by the math. So that's a, I think that honestly for here especially for a healer uh, that has this kind of high mechanical skill, is that's going to be a good point to look at. Um, like what builds are going to look best on paper obviously in practice are two different things but it's just that I think that's gonna be an important uh distinction here for formulating the, the the builds that are gonna be the the best
0: I wonder who does more damage wonder, like does that's what a lot of people say is she puts out a lot of damage yeah I know that
1: was I saw that a lot when the PTR was going around
0: so I wonder if she's gonna be like one of the higher damage uh, supports you know just... Rexar is pretty good
1: just from what I've seen right now I think there is probably pretty close if I had to guess you know comparing it to any like other support style like you know support Tyrande can be ridiculous or uh, like a damage Tyrande can be ridiculous with auto attacks and stuff like that it's interesting honestly I'm not, i haven't so,
0: anything. So you were talking about the hot, hot guide, right? That was what we Yeah, were, that was the one right? I was quoting off Love of. Yeah. So in the hot guide, you know, he goes down and breaks that down. He says, hey, if you're you know, here's the new build. If you're new to this and you're new to sports. And so he recommends clemency at one, which is what you were talking about. yeah. Um, I actually like that tone a lot. And then uh, I think indulgence is forward.
1: the one that clears it with your W.
0: Right, Searing Lashes first Strike restores 10 mana per hero hit, and then the Second Strike restores 30 mana uh, per hit. So it basically gives you more mana. Yeah. And then Intersection or uh, Fanatical Power. That's the Cleanse. Fanatical Power is the activate to gain 50% spell power and lose 25 armor for five seconds. (laughs) It seems kind of vulnerable, but okay. And then, um, but I guess if you need a big heal, that's how you're going to have, you just have to sacrifice yourself. I mean, everyone says take Scarlet Aegis.
1: Yeah. I then, think Scarlet Aegis is going to be the go-to initially as players aren't used to applying the Zeal. And then eventually right. once support players get used to applying Zeal and managing their mana, they'll be able to like just dish out some insane healing numbers by doing that damage over time because like on the surface it sounds like oh it's just the damage alt, but because of her like internal kit structure it's both <laughs> which sounds strange but it's like it's like really it's interesting because it's basically a conversion of damage per second
0: Level 13, he says, take Harsh Discipline, which is you know, basically uh, you're hitting as a Searing Lashfall. They have uh, Inquisition. You get the root, which, you know, roots are always good. So yep. gets it reminds me of Stukov. Yeah.
1: That, like, 13-16 combo. With, like, the, the Pustule inside your E and then activate it. Like, that high skill cap, like, the the people who pull it off like um I forget who the the support player on Zealots was that made Stukov meta after going like DZRD No uh, the the support player I forget his name
0: mm.
1: But yeah it, it was on it was on that team where they Okay Made they made Stukov meta because of that resilient really yeah. action talent at thirteen that just was like destroyed com you know just set up all the combos they needed as a team, just insane right?
0: <laughs> yeah that that what was the last match in the yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Amazing. It's just it's just crazy right? <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah but stuff like, like two- that. Whereas where, there's gonna be a player out there that's gonna be so good at setting that up. And it's just gonna be like, God, <laughs> why aren't all you know, my whoops. games just like that?
0: <laughs> Which support player is gonna be that guy? He's gonna yeah, be right. It's gonna be.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Who's gonna be able to get that mechanically like sound with it?
0: Yeah, it's level sixteen. It's lashing out, uh, searing lash once again. Uh, makes a second strike does twenty five percent more damage and reduces uh searing lash's cooldown by one second. If it hits a hero, it hits at least one hero. So, yeah. lots of ease. I guess. And then level twenty, uh, he recommends purge the wicked, which I love it because that's one of the shadow, that's one of the Disprese talents. Yeah, you know, that's what replaces your shadowward pain.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> that's interesting. That's cool. So that's you that's an arm, that's a huge yeah. armor reduction, right? Twenty five percent.
0: Yeah, activate to uh, blast an enemy hero with uh, holy fire, reducing their armor by twenty five and dealing three hundred damage over four seconds. So. Hmm.
1: I haven't actually tried that one in simulation yet, but I feel like the damage component is kind of, because that's that's level one, so that's scaled it up by four percent per level, so it's pretty strong. If I'm if I'm doing the numbers right.
0: So Curzon's like final thoughts there is it like you were saying it's it's pretty much like you're playing an Oriole, but you have to do the damage, you know. You yeah, instead you of
1: instead of doing that like hyper carry style, she's doing the. Um, carry style like she's trying to do that microing between everything
0: and then uh she uh you basically just have to try to avoid getting killed and then um that's probably going to be a lot harder in lower leagues (laughs) yeah uh and then um the the other thing you have to say is avoid good backline pressure heroes uh some changes in the build might work really well um but, you know, I guess that's what you're looking for, the Genjis that can go back there and just destroy you. So yeah,
1: because you have nothing to stop him at all. Right. You have your slow... Genji Tracer.
0: You. Genji Tracer, maybe even... Uh, you could probably put Krami on there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they're no saying she's going to be good with the... the. So, the way I see this is this is going to work well with teams that play like uh, ADRD does, where they play a lot of R and they play a lot of... Right. Because when you have a shield, like just in general, when you have a shield that allows healers that need a ramp up time to be able to dish out the damage and someone doesn't get bursted, basically. Right. So then it it basically increases that time of efficiency so that the healer can do healing. Um, And then, like I said in the beginning, is the wave clear is the other issue. So that's why Tassadar is immediately going to be amazing with her.
0: So are you predicting the new meta is Tassadar, uh, white
1: Tassadar something, as always. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest things about Heroes' meta, is that Tassadar is, like, broken on a, on a, on, like, a competitive level, but then once, as soon as you get to, like, any of the ranked play, people are like, no Tassadar, ever. Like, there was a little bit when, like, Valo was still good. But like most of the time, Tassadar is like everyone's like, nope, please don't.
0: <laughs> I think if you're playing in teams, yeah, you know, yeah, if you're playing with a team, it's
1: for sure. But but when you're yeah. playing in like Hero League, there's most people don't want to have a second support.
0: Right. I think where, you know what I like playing Tassadar was when he had the damage, when he could output some damage. <laughs> um. Well, that was back in the summer, you know. Last yeah, year. when he was
1: still broken and over overtooed. Yeah. Were yeah, a little bit Were you doing yeah. The auto attack build where you could do the lasers yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> that was so toxic. No, no, no. <laughs> for, for for another uh, for a conversation for another day. The the other the other build that I don't think should exist is damage muradin. I just Yeah,
0: he's pretty that's pretty mean.
1: <laughs> you like I I get it, and especially if you're a good muradin, like like that was what I would always play. I played damage muradin in a quick match just to troll people because I could kill a backline, you know. Squishy but, like, not to take us off the rails here. It's just, it's just, like, one of those things, like, you are a tank. You should not be able to do damage. I, like, it just <laughs> does not compute for me. Because I don't he want. He does a lot of damage. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want to see, like, players who are, like, should be picking an assassin and be like, I'm going to go murder in here. It's going to be fine. Like, no, please. That's the only thing. And Yeah.
0: <laughs> No, I mean, I got to put some time on the Murden. You know I mean? Like, he's really good at slowing auto attackers, so he's he's, he's kind of like... He's probably, like, the it.
1: second best tank currently.
0: Yeah. I've been having a lot of success with Johanna, so I took the uh, guy too. that uh, Not Paradox put together and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of dumbed it down. And so I'm mean, <laughs> using Apple She
1: She's good because of the, the way she's, she's able to self-cleanse and lane, lane clear. That's the one thing Murden lacks is lane clear
0: yeah well that's the thing that's what i like about her laying clear right you know basically indestructible i'm, I'm sensing
1: a trend in, your, in your, your your play styles
0: well i mean you know, <laughs> i mean you know some people just don't they yeah people get camps at the wrong times i hate that i oh, mean yeah. i like getting camps don't get me wrong but when there's an objective don't get the camp mm-hmm. <laughs> the objective first then go back and get,
1: get it 30 the seconds camp. before the objective yeah yeah um i think that's it I think we hit all yeah. of the points except for the two other reworked heroes, but we'll give that like a week, uh, and then mm-hmm. talk about where they they've landed. Because I think talking about a two days post is a little premature yeah. for rework things like that. And then giving our first impressions on the heroes is fine.
0: Yeah, I and mean, then you got some videos coming out, so I mean, yeah, I'll have my uh,
1: my white main impressions, and I'll try to do a chromie Stukov uh, impression to the rework. Just as a precursor, I've always enjoyed Stukov's playstyle, and I think before he was even meta, I thought he was undervalued a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, any hero that has an AOE silence in his of his nature is really good, and just his like way of sustaining is really fun. And when you have a when you have a team that can work around like understanding how the pustule um, moves around is is really uh, the healing pathogen. I should say is is just a really fun mechanic to play with, and I've always enjoyed it. And I and I think you can carry games with him. Uh, the only thing I can say is that his level twenty is garbage. Still, garbage. By the way, um, okay. <laughs> like I just don't like that tier at all. Like it just totally like falls off. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah,
0: yeah. I like the skill build. I was when Stukov came out. I played the skill build. It was the pustule, but it also uh, you took all the quest talents. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I used to do
1: the, the pustule like increase to the twenty five percent or whatever it was. I think it's less. Than, or I think it was right. more than, but it's. 25% he was like the now.
0: support version. He was like the support ver version of uh, <laughs> Kelvazad, right? Because yeah. what when you complete all your quests, you know, basically you you have a mini ancestral every.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's insane, <laughs> and you can do it on every here hero on your team if they're near you enough. And then yeah. for me, I, don't, I would always use the continual spreading Pustule at 16. Right, right, right. So it's <laughs> constantly just
0: kind of moving around. So you, you're you topping the healing charts and you're right. just like, okay.
1: <laughs> well, because like, you can do some cool mechanics with Sukov's Pustule. I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, so when you see the timer ticking down, basically you can right. look at the timer and pop your Pustule right like while the Pustule is transitioning back to somebody. Like right. you have, you have like a split second to like, like snapshot it, I guess. And then it right. can start the cycle over again and you save your queue. It's really fun to do that kind of like micro, like window management stuff for, for, for Stukov. That's one of the things I always try to do.
0: <laughs> Which works great in quick match and such. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. It's one of those things like you know, in a team fight, obviously it's not going to work, but if you can try and make it work, it's like fantastic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think when when I play cough, I'm gonna try the Pustural builds. They look like they're be kind of fun. They do damage. They do slows. You know. Yeah, and, and since like you said, they remove the
1: gating of the quests, you get a lot yeah. more value from them now. Yes. Yeah. Which is fun. I, I think they think they're learning. You know, they, like we said from the beginning, like they're learning how to like build these heroes, add complexities to the kit, but also keep power levels more stable now instead of tying everything between quest talents and things like that.
0: So are you a shove or a flail? uh,
1: Um, Majority of the time I go flail if they have multiple dive, but if there's one hero that's going to want to like come into the, to the back line, then it's shove. Yeah. Like if there's one hero, you just want to say, Nope. Then, you go shove, but if there's multiple like hard comp- like components of it, then you have- need to go shove back, yeah. or uh, flail. Oh,
0: cool. Well, that's all we have for t- this week. Yep. Um, thanks for joining us, and we will be back next week. Uh, so Thursday we have the uh, just reminder the AMA from uh, yeah. here's the storm team. We also have the Gina uh, Heroes discussion. This weekend we should have some guides from Meslotron, so that should be good. And then next week we'll have two new hero discussions in another show.
1: Yep, we'll have a, probably the AMA um, like blue post roundup for all yeah. the the points, the main points at least, and then we'll do uh, whatever other hero stuff probably in the from a meta perspective of the Western Clash to see what has like shaken out from like a healer perspective at the very least, yeah. and then uh, go from there. We'll probably be expecting a hero teaser coming up, or a, a rework teaser probably.
0: Probably in, like, two weeks. Like, probably next week. Yeah, next week, like, Thursday or Friday, Friday. there'll probably be,
1: like, Mm -hmm. a hero teaser or a rework teaser trailer because they usually alternate between the two. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And then Gamescom is end of this month.
0: Yep, last week in August. So, so
1: expect some bigger news then, uh, at least leading up to BlizzCon. So, hero stuff has got a lot of things moving. Moving and shaking, as they say.
0: (laughs) Well, that's all we have time for. Yep. Thanks for joining us.
1: See you everybody.